Hello and welcome to the first 2021 Trump is no longer the pumpkin in charge token games podcast of the year. I'm your host and the slightly less stressed, but also kind of hungry referee, your friendly neighborhood, Zach Stat Pearson. And today I'm joined by the left hand to my right because I'm better at fapping a one officer 9000 plus one. Why'd you have to go and say that? I mean, it would be weird to have your buddy's hand be used for that. You can pick your nose. Okay, Your fine. friend can pick his nose, but you can't pick your friend's nose. Anyways. <sighs> this is normally the part where I ask you how was your New Year's and what did you do all 2020, but everyone knows what everyone did all 2020, unless you're a rich, arrogant, shithead douchebag. So let's just get into the topics and get our minds off 2020 since it's in hindsight. Ha! Pun. <laughs> the Borderlands movie is being directed by Eli Roth. I'm never, I'm never sure if it's Eli or Eli Roth. Also, Kate Blanchett and Kevin Hart is in it. We all know the stigma that is made, but this is made by Eli Roth who is skilled and actually cares about the property. But do we think this should even happen in live action or at all for the franchise? Topic two, is it possible to censor VR chat? I don't have an issue with adults speaking a certain way, but VR chat has no true age restrictions, at least not right now. So what do you think can or should be done? What should Koei Tecmo's next move be? Part three. As most of you remember, or probably don't, Dead or Alive 6 marketing and monetization was a smut trash fire, and they actually cut support for the game prematurely and removed the lead designer from the entire project. <laughs> we assumed they were just upgrading it for the next-gen consoles, but it seems they were not. Do you think they're just going to sit on their ass and count money, or possibly, or possibly just focus on other titles they're making for now? Follow-up to that question. If you ran to uh, Tecmo Koei, would you stop making Dead or Alive games in the franchise or drop all microtransaction garbage and go back to limited DLC and focus on more making a good game? And if we have time, because, you know, I usually like to have these things around 40 minutes plus, we'll have a bonus question. All right, officer, as is the normal staple. You start us off whilst I go throw trash away in the background and hope the mic doesn't pick it up. I did that. Well, I'm going to be actually kind of quick for most of these. For topic one, it's a video game movie. Don't have high expectations. It's probably not going to be all that good, even with, you know, actual good talent involved. So, yeah. Ah, yeah, lowered expectations indeed. But yeah, I don't think it'll be any good. But I'm willing to be surprised. If it ends up good, eh, I'll praise him for it. If it ends up shit, I won't be surprised. Now, for topic two, the only way I can really think of is how, of how they can fix that would be in implementing, you know, a sort of guidelines of these are the types of, you know, avatars you can upload into the game. 
and maybe have it where actually no no that thought of mine i'm gonna cast it out immediately the initial thought i had was you know age restricted sort of channels but as we already established they don't really have that so honestly that'd be pointless but if they could implement some way to confirm people's ages like uh, maybe something through confirming with their steam account but then again people just lie on their steam account so there's that but i don't know i guess the only idea i have right now that could stick for top of two here would be restrict what sort of avatars people can upload for themselves in the VR chat. Oh, that's actually not too bad. Because, you know, if one person ruins it for everyone else, well, they don't want to get sued. They don't want, you know, legal action to be thrown against them. So they got to do what they got to do. All right. Topic... Three. Oh, Dead or Alive. I think they're going to still focus on making new titles and maybe, maybe the next one, after how badly uh, Six came out in the end, maybe the next one they're going to have it where, oh, we're not going to put in as much microtransactions. Or as ah. sorry, as many microtransactions. They're probably still gonna have a bunch of them though. As many as they think they can get away with. Basically. But if it were me having uh, some sort of control over uh Koei Tecmo, I would at least get rid of all that microtransaction garbage for the next game, since obviously it has proven, you know, really pro yeah, really profitable for everyone involved, or at least, you know, profitable for their company, I should say. So they're likely gonna continue doing it, even it you know, regardless of what the person on top says, because hey, it's getting us money. So if I somehow were to get some kind of control over uh, Koei Tecmo for this next game, I would tell them, don't put any of the microtransaction garbage in this because you already burned up a lot of good faith with your fans and all that. You really don't want to uh, double down on this and end up with another failure. Okay. But actually, now that I think on it, uh, putting in you know limited DLC for character stuff, that's not so bad. At least so long as it isn't to the point where you've got, what was it, like thousands of dollars for just, a, just additional costumes for characters. Say again. It was what, like thousands of dollars for the. Or, oh yeah. You know, so it had everything. Well, we could look it up on Steam, but 
I, I, I'm trying not to angry Joe myself as much this year, but if you look it up on Steam, if you get every single piece of DLC that's offered, it's over 2,000 USD. And all wow. of it is hair color changes or fucking outfit changes. With the exception of the DLC characters. Yeah, that's just ridiculous. But, uh, yeah, I guess that's uh, about it for me for all these topics. I usually don't contribute for you know, playing the game stuff. Sorry about that. Nah, nah, but uh, yeah, we're definitely going to have a bonus topic now. Um, okay, so, look, let me, I just want to preference this by saying I am in no way at all intending to disrespect Eli Roth or imply that Eli Roth can't do his own goddamn job. Eli Roth, a Massachusetts-born man or Bostonian, I don't know why it's so fun to say Bostonian, but it is. Eli Roth has done more producing or he, I know I'm better for producing than directing, but that doesn't mean that he ain't done it before. Like that, like he's some type of spring fucking chicken. But here's my thing of all the things Eli Roth has fucked around with, whether it's cabin fever. Yes. Cabin fever. Or fucking the man with the iron fist too. Very, very strange shit with him. I'm not going to lie. Eli Roth does not strike me as someone who was just born and died in the wool Borderlands fan. But to be fair, a lot of Hollywood people under the age of 40 or under 45, they're gamers. So I'm not going to sit up here and say that he automatically can't be, do the job or isn't qualified because that would be me making an assumption about his hobbies. So, what instead I'm going to say is he may have been better off in the producer's seat or he might just be, and this is what I'm scared of, he's only directing it because everyone else is scared to touch a fucking video game movie, even if they know the property. Eli Roth has done a lot of producing. People don't realize it because they expected him to be a traditional actor, but at a bare minimum, this man has produced over a hundred, uh, no, over 50 different, uh, excuse me, entertainment products, projects. And I'm curious on his net worth. Eli Roth. I know that doesn't mean much, but this going to be a tiny ass episode if I didn't stretch it in some way, shape or form. 20 million. Okay. That's not too bad. My real concern is just the fact that if he does know the property, why the fuck didn't he just make the movie CG? That's all he had to do. All he had to do was make the movie CG. Because if you take the Borderlands cast and you put them in, what was it? The Borderlands 2 trailer, which a lot of people kind of got miffed about because it implied that the Borderlands 2 cast and the Borderlands 1 cast were going to, you know, be playable together in some way. But... Um, yeah, that, that would, that would be the shit. 
And also, actors would get a lot cheaper. But honestly, I don't think if you even wanted to do a, a movie that was about a video game, you shouldn't have chose Borderlands. Because pissing off the Borderlands fans is very easy to do because they pretty much don't trust fucking... What's his name? The guy in charge. Uh, Randy Pitchford. Yeah, because he's basically a fucking sociopath who's in love with money. And trying to get him some young snatch, but hey, I'm not gonna. Yeah. Say, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say he cheated on his wife, but his personality is easily capable of doing it. Anyways, the way I look at it, he should have either made it an animated movie. Maybe he should have called up Addy Sankar, get some advice, because they kind of sort of in that same little bubble of producers. That actually, you know, try to do quality shit. They don't just want to do something because, well, someone else is going to pay for it and I might be able to snag a little profit, win or fail. They just. I think if they're not going to do it in an animated format, three dimensionally animated format, they shouldn't have fucked with it. Now, number two. Is it possible to censor VR chat? Yes. However, unfortunately, people go out of their way to find ways around it. Let me just say that. Most definitely. The first thing is that if you have a children-only VR chat section, guess what? Parents are going to want to come in there. Same with kids on the playground. You can have a playground in for children. You think there won't be parental supervision? And... I, I hate to remind people, but you can be a parent and still be a pedo. A lot of us don't like to think about it, though. Not to mention the fact you can also have people pretending to be kids going in there. Yeah, you get somebody with a voice modifier or just they sound young. Who knows what could fucking happen? This is a Copa nightmare waiting to happen. And I really do think that it needs to be addressed in the VR world. Because currently, the only thing that happens is, is like, ESRB does not rate online interactions. Hey, basically that means if you go online, that's your ass. That ain't on us. Microsoft has a fucking word detector, and so does Twitch, although Microsoft's is a little bit better, that once they start hearing excessive, you know, derogatory terms and slander and shit like that, they can bar you from Xbox Live. And basically, you got to get a brand new system just to get on. Ask low-tier God. Possibly the only time and last time we'll be mentioning that fucking idiot on this channel. But this man is actually, I think there was a tally at one point. He's been through 15 Xbox 360s. Wow. Just from getting bans. It's fucking, it's fucking stupid. It is just unnecessary. But at the same time, I think the parental lock could also be more on the system. So if the system is supposed to specifically be for someone under the age of, we'll say 12, bar them from VR completely. I don't want no little kids out here getting scarred. I know what that shit's like. Number three, what should Koi Tecmo's next move be part, part three or the final trilogy part in this saga of Damn, y'all fucked up hard. Because if I'm, if I'm counting right, just scrolling through old episodes from YouTube, 
we've talked about Dead or Alive 6 specifically almost seven times, which, first off, let's talk about any subject that much in one year that's not about a new game system. That just does not happen. And three of those times, well, like I said, a brief recap was about they're fucking up. How they gonna fix this? They're fucking up. How they gonna fix this? Oh, shit, the guy that fucked up, they got rid of him. How they gonna fix this? Only to find they out that they did. They just keep fucking up. Yeah, they just said, you oh, know what? Fuck it. Let's just not do anything. So, we speculated last time that since they cut production so early, maybe they're just gearing up to make a DOA 6 for the PS5. I don't think they're going to go to 7 that fast because no matter how you slice it, they're not going to wash the taste out of people's mouths that quick. However, I think we were kind of sort of right. They weren't making a new Ninja Gaiden game per se. They were probably having all hands focusing on Neo. I don't know what you know about Neo 2 specifically, but Neo 2 has been in production almost the full three or four years before it even came out or something like that. So Neo as a whole has been in production as a franchise close to 10 years and they're only doing two games, which is fucking weird. But the minute they finished Neo 2, which they basically added a looter, looter, loot drop uh, aspects to it. They made a bunch of DLC, new combat styles, and they're making a PC version, which is coming out almost six, seven months apart from the council versions just because they wanted to make sure they refined the shit. And there's a PS5 upgrade version and an X and an Xbox uh, Series X version too. Shit, well, I guess at least they care about Neo. Yeah, because it's like there's nothing else they could fuck up. Like, I think it's one of those cases where you're so far down the hole, everything you do moves you up kind of situations, you know? So the way I'm looking at it, Oh, fuck. What the hell was that? The way I'm looking at it, more than likely, they stopped because Neo, the company realized Neo was going to be their best bet to pull in some new profit. Obviously, DOA is going to still get them some money, but Neo is their best bet. And they may be working on Ninja Gaiden 4. And here's why, here's why I think that. One of the secret bosses is Ryu and Joe's uh, ancestor, Rin Hayabusa. And his armor and his weapon are eerily similar to Ryu Hayabusa. So, yeah, they even put uh, two of his fighting styles inside the game. They gave him the, uh, the gauntlet and foot blade, and they put in the um, chain staff. The staff that can break apart or add a little chain extension and rotate that shit. So, yeah, I think Ninja Gaiden 4 may be on the way or they're trying to upscale Ninja Gaiden 3. Let's be honest. When it comes to Ninja Gaiden, the mugs used to do a lot of iterations of that shit. But at the same time, that was really because of one person wanting them. Not so much, uh, whatchamacallit, not so much the company fucking requesting it. So, I'm not going to make that assumption, but I'm going to just say that may be where it leads. Now, for the follow-up question, I would stop making Dead or Alive games, but here's an asterisk to that. 
I would stop. I wouldn't make a Dead or Alive 7 yet is what I mean. I would go back and do a giant bundle that has every single Dead or Alive game on one disc or on the PC. Because if you stop think about it, the file size of all the Dead or Alives before you get to 5 and 6 combined, that's barely 20 gigs, maybe 30. In fact, it may be closer to 15. You can get all those games onto all the systems. And if you want it, I'm not saying they should. They could even say, for example, go back and upscale the graphics on some of them. Or, even better, they could take the 3DS game, one of my favorites, the 3DS game, which actually took the entire history of Dead or Alive up to Dead or Alive 4 and made it make sense. My God. Yeah. And make that game upgrade the graphics. Don't even change the gameplay. Make that game Dead or Alive X or Dead or Alive. Nope, nope. They can't use X's anymore just because too much shit is associated with that. Dead or Alive EX or Dead or Alive uh, Omega or Dead or Alive uh, Tag Tournament or Party Tournament. Just something that's like, hey, here's a special version of Dead or Alive with every single character we've ever had playable. And, you know, for some odd reason, let's say, you could even switch between their command lists from the games they were in. Oh, you want to have a model that looks like it came from Dead or Alive 4 or 5 or 6, but you want your character to play like their Dead or Alive 2 counterpart? Okay. That alone right there could make it one of the most technical fighting games ever. Because you don't even got to so much worry about your character. You got to worry about the style of the character. So now it's doing the Mortal Kombat shit, but taking it to the nth level. Here's DOA 6, Kasumi. Okay, this guy's playing DOA 4, Kasumi. Advantages, DOA 5 and up, Kasumi, has combo extensions built in. DOA 4, Kasumi, uh, DOA 4 or lower, Kasumi, doesn't have those combo extensions built in, but, you know, has an easy time, say, knocking somebody up in the sky so they can get free com longer combo extensions but the trade-off is that they have to fight gravity versus an actual built-in stun that the opponent can't do shit about. Which started with DOA 5 and 6. You know, 5 and 6 have super combos. But the trade-off is they can only use them when they're extremely low on health. No one else can do that, but uh, what they can, I don't know, somewhat mitigate the damage or something. There's just so many things you could still do with Dead or Alive. But to make 7 would just be delusional at this point. But you know how games work. Before they even come out on the shelf, or you see a commercial, they were probably in production close to four years. So they're probably working on a seven right now. All right, bonus question time. All Let's be honest, the 3DS, the PSP, and the Vita, they're all dead. But here's something I've always noticed about these handhelds. There are companies, big companies, that'll make games on these things that are extremely good sellers. But they'll never be ported over to a bigger system. Do you think these companies should go out of their way to take these games that, you know, big council people may have never even heard of and upscale them or just do a collection port? Which do you think would be better for handheld games? A collection port or individual upscaling ports, but obviously, if it's individual, you'll get less titles over time. I've always wrestled, I've been wrestling with that for three years now. 
Well, uh, I assume you're going to have me answer first. I was, yeah, I was specifically asking okay. you. But yeah. I'm also going to type out the question on some level just so, you know, it's easier to understand. But you sound like you got it. Yeah, yeah, I got a response for this. After I coughed. Ah. Well, far as I see it, if they want the most profit, which, let's be honest, that's what they're, you know, in the business for, they're going to release all of these games individually as, you know, uh, you know, a upscale or a, you know, a uh, re-release kind of thing. And to be honest, I don't think that's a bad thing. It worked for a few kind of, uh, well, actually no, thinking on it, there's only one really high profile example in recent memory that I can think of. And that was uh, Persona 4 Golden hitting Steam, which apparently was a huge hit. Which, honestly, I'm not all that surprised, because there's a lot of fans for the Persona series. And, well, B4 Golden, in being released, I believe it was for the Vita, had a very limited market uh, because it was released on the Vita. A lot of people weren't really, you know, going out to try and get it because, well, I could get this, this, you know, new, this Persona 4 game with slightly more content and slightly better graphics. But to do that, I would have to get the PS Vita. I well, Persona's, you know, pretty good. It's not the, the franchise that could sell a, you know, system like that one. But the idea of taking a bunch of games that released on the various handhelds and re-releasing them, it's a good idea. And while it'd be really nice if they release them in bundles honestly i don't think they're going to but even if they just release them individually and maybe didn't charge you know full video game prices these days which i want to say people were saying that was going up to 70 bucks they're pretty no bro they were saying it was going to try to touch 80. ah shit well, as long as they charge not that, maybe <laughs> as 15, long as they charge not that. I'm sorry, but just the way you said that was funny to me. As long as they charge <laughs> not that. Yeah, pretty much. Maybe 15, 20 bucks cheaper. I want to say P4 Golden when it hit Steam was, I think it was 40 bucks, and eh. I'd say that's acceptable. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I guess that's it for my response. Okay. Well, uh, let me get mine. All right. So, like I mentioned, I've been wrestling with this question for three years, which, yeah, well, if you've been in the podcast long enough, you know that 
I either a I take an indifferent or middle of the road approach, which infuriates a lot of people, or I have a cold heart. Fuck the other guys, not as in the podcaster, but fuck the secondary opinion situation going on. So this one's different. There are pros to cons to both. The pro of a collection being bundled and put together is that you get the games and they're almost preserved one-to-one as they were. But half the time, that's a con too. If there was an issue, bug or glitch or some exploit, it's going to carry over. Or you get a situation where motherfuckers will release the damn collection without properly testing all the games in the collection individually. That is so dumb to me. That's cyberpunk levels of stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Furthermore, I can understand why a company may not want to do a full collection bundle sometimes. Because if it's a game that's hard to get a hold of because it was in the arcade era, you already know going in ain't too many people going to fuck with that. But if it's a game that was more recent and it was on a handheld and it was cheaper and the handheld's dead, you got to ask yourself, are you better off porting it to the new handheld or are you better off bringing it to a system? And if you do, are they going to play it? You know, because they yeah. already got the handheld version. There's other, there's so many other factors, but here's, but now let me give you the pros to a premium remaster or premium uh, upscale. I, I prefer upscale over remaster anyway, because remaster implies that there's major overhaul and changes when some of the time it's literally just, Hey, let's slap a new coat of paint on this bitch. No one will see the rust and STDs. Uh. Um, the thing about those is that they may use it as an excuse to upscale the price from the original by a lot. And that could annoy or alienate some people who, you know, they're very selective about what games they pick up. Also, when these games usually do remakes and remasters, they're very ambiguous about what extra content they added. Like, you'll see new story elements like, well, bitch, what the fuck does that mean? How much new story element is there? Is it just extra cutscenes that don't mean shit? Is it extra in-game dialogue? Or is it just voice scenes that weren't voiced before? You need to tell me some more shit than new story elements. Also, are they going to try some piecemeal bullshit? If I got the complete game, portable. Now I have the complete game, say, PS5. Why is there a season pass? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I know that that doesn't come up a lot, but it's only in, it's it's a Thanos situation. It's going to happen. It's just, are you going to be there for it or not? That's all it is. Are you going to be there for it or not? Because at the end of the day, game companies want to make money. But the problem is, A lot of them have investors that don't just want to make money. They want all the money. They want everybody's money. They want to monetize every single thing you can. Let's not forget, what was it, four EA CEO scumbags or Activision scumbags ago. Motherfucker said he wished there was a way to charge for every single bullet fired in a fucking uh, Call of Duty or or a shooter game. Uh, I remember that shit. Yeah, like no one even remembers who said it, but the fact that they did say it is the scary part. 
You think they won't try that? We already got to a point where before you buy a game, they'll give you some of the best weapons to start the game with or for the game completely entirely just because you gave them money in advance. So you think they won't try to charge for bullets one day? Fuck out of here. League of Legends, you have to pray you can get a key that's a random drop to open a chest that you could have practically forever. Imagine that. The treasure chest is a rare drop. But the type of key that goes to the treasure chest is also a rare drop. And it's just for character image alteration shit. Cosmetics. Get the absolute fuck out of here with your bags and your wife and your that mom. Bullshit. And drive your ass to the airport so you can get the fuck out of my nation with that shit. That is so insane to me. There is no other game that I'm aware of that sits up there and lets you get a secret unlockable or a rare unlockable, but then tells you you can't access it until you find a key to open that rare unlockable. What the fuck? Did no one play Mega Man X? That's garbage. Did no one play Mega Man X? Let me tell you how Mega Man X work. Hey, guess what? We're going to give you this one piece of armor for free. But guess what? You know damn well there's five. Up, there's a five-part set. You just got one out of five. Can you beat the whole game without this whole set? Yes, we can. Do you want to? Hell no. Don't nobody want their, their Mega Man looking like a fucking hoopty? But guess what? Once I found those armor pieces, I didn't have to gamble or play into a fucking lotto to get a rare drop that allowed me to put them on. Can you imagine if you put on shoes every day and you had to play a game of dice until you rolled snake eyes just to tie your own shoes up? Fuck that shit. Yeah. That's like that's like someone saying, "Oh, hey, just so we're clear, I know I'm your wife and I love you and I'm I will willingly have I want to willingly have sex with you and grow a family, but uh, if you lose at Uno to some random stranger I don't meet, meet we're never having sex again." Like, there is no, there is no okay lot. So that's why I'm stuck because I know companies will try to find a way to fuck this up. And if they don't, they'll have another developer or they'll have a third party make it, but then they won't overlook anything or give them the budget they need for quality assurance. And they'll just slop it on to something, patch it later. The fuck? You want us to pay for your product, but you don't even want to respect your product. You just want to respect your investors because your investors give you money. But guess what? Your investors give you money based on your product. Cyberpunk. 20 glitchy 70. It is literally a circle and they're trying to make a circle act like a straight line. It's not going to happen. The point of bending is to compromise. So that's where I'm stuck. However, I'm going to just make a gunshot decision just for this, which I'm probably going to regret or change my mind about. No one will care about because they're probably not going to bring this up in a podcast anytime soon again. I'm going to say I prefer the collections. Solely because you'll have more shit to do for longer. That's it. So, yeah, uh. 
With that being said, this has been a very brief episode of Token Games Podcast for the year. Uh, I'm your host and friendly referee, Zach Stapp Pearson, and I'm joined by our officer, 9000 plus yeah, one. And uh, yeah, uh, look us up on Anchor, which hopefully this uploads to Spotify. We don't know how long the process takes. And uh, yeah, please consider subscribing or donating and whatnot on YouTube if you want to, too. There's a bunch of ways to support us. Subscriptions via YouTube is the best, but hey, um, if you feel like spending money, I don't mind a 99 cent a month situation. All your money and proceeds do go to actually increasing and enhancing the production. In fact, since I've already got a decent mic and audio interface, if we save up enough, I'm going to start trying to get other key members, you know, better equipment as well. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy this, and I will see you guys when I see you guys. Ladies.